Gossipnista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossipnista. Hey everyone, on today's show, we have dating specialist Grace Lee, who's the founder of A Good First Date based in New York City. Many will relate to Grace and her down-to-earth, effortless, yet efficient dating approach and strategies. Her company's mantra is, dating is ultimately about human connection, and relationships form in all forms, whether you just end up meeting a new friend, meet the person who will connect you to your future ex, or are lucky enough to be greeted by your spouse-to-be. It all starts with a good first date. In my conversation with Grace, you'll hear how she landed in New York, what got her into the dating business, best tips for good first dates and takeaways, plus how to approach Valentine's Day in the city. I hope you enjoy this episode. Sending love your way always. Here's my interview with Grace. Hi, Grace. How are you? Hi, great. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so happy to have you on here and talk all things dating, something that a lot of people want to know about. So um, before we actually dive into that, I would love to start with your New York story. Are you originally from New York? I'm not, but I've been here for 10 years. So I think I've passed the New York native test. Yep. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm actually originally from Michigan. My parents are Korean. And, um, you know, I was born there, grew up there and then lived in Atlanta for college and then spent the rest of my career overseas. So I worked in banking. I lived in England and Hong Kong and Shanghai and then moved here, um, as I said, 10 years ago. Okay. And what has the experience been like ever since moving to New York? Like why New York? I think New York because I was jealous of a friend who moved to New York. I was like so overcome with jealousy that I had to come here. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I love New York City. Um, I love everything about it. I love working here. I love, you know, just being able to to meet all kinds of people. And I've got kids and I think it's been like sort of, oh, is raising kids in the city good or not? Maybe not for everybody, but I'm so happy okay. that my kids are city kids. So oh. yeah, I would, you know, chain myself to a fence and never leave. I love living here. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. So um, more specifically, what are some things you like and dislike about New York? I think actually this comes into being single, which is there's so many different kinds of people. Okay. So, you know, it's really easy to get out of your sort of circle and to meet people that are completely different from you. Mm-hmm. It's a city where you can pursue pretty much any lifestyle you want and find good company. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just there's so many opportunities to learn and, and connect across what might not normally happen in in a life and in a different kind of a place. 
Right. If you're stuck in a car somewhere, Allison, not surrounded by so many people and, you know, places, I, I completely hear you on that aspect. And in that regards, in, you know, dating, you just uh, mentioned that subject. How did you get into creating a good first date? What, where did the inspiration behind that come? It's it's a long story, and I'll just give you the, mm-hmm. the fast condensed version. Um, uh-huh. so as I mentioned, I'm I'm in I was in finance, um, and mm-hmm. like a lot of people that used to be in finance, very glad not to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. I so I was married, I had two kids, and I was living in Shanghai, mm-hmm. and my marriage ended in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, and it wasn't you know it wasn't like a dramatic divorce story. It was actually a really nice mm-hmm. divorce story, but it was still a divorce. Okay. Yeah, And so I moved to New York City and just threw myself into dating. Mm-hmm. I was on Match.com, which was, I mean, this was before Tinder, I think. So I, I dated okay. like a crazy person. I'd really never been single before. And okay. uh, I somehow put my name on a on a list for a matchmaker. And then years later, they contacted me, interviewing wow. me to become a, a match for one of their clients. And mm-hmm. the interview was so fun. It was like, mm-hmm. talk about yourself in dating for an hour. And like, you know, you okay. like place your seamless order, basically. And I just said to the matchmaker, I asked, is this a real job? And how can I yeah. work? How can I do this as a living, you know, for a living, like run around the mm-hmm. and talk to people. And so, you know, what I, what I got to experience, you know, in that process is I met with hundreds of single people. I would really mm-hmm. run around the city and meet with single people and talk to them about what was happening in dating. And I guess in my approximation, it was what I came across versus I, I loved hearing people's stories, but also that mm-hmm. meeting the right person was just a very small part of being in a relationship that you want to be in. Right. And it was like mm-hmm. that inflection point that I really wanted to focus on. And so, you know, fast forward to about a year ago, I founded a good first date with oh, wow. a question in mind about how to help people mm-hmm. figure out what is happening. You know, it's like, what is going on? And then yeah. to raise awareness and, and move people to their goals in terms of relationships and, and more importantly, their own mindset. Okay. I love that. So a good first date is it's, it's fairly new. It's, it's, it's about a year, maybe two years old, and you have experience in, in matchmaking. That's how it came all about, you know, having the passion in it. What would you say is the idea behind a good first date? It's a funny thing. So the story is, so I was dating. Okay. And my friend said to me, I'll never forget it. Obviously, I'll never forget it. But she said, yeah, yeah just, I don't know, just don't worry about it. It'll just take a good first date to bring you back. Mm-hmm. And she's so right. You know, you just go on one good first date and suddenly the world of possibility opens again. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think, yeah, I think a part of it is also just leveling, like treating single people like they're not idiots. You know, it's like a lot of these dating companies and dating sites and dating books is like, find the relationship you want, you know, be that person on the sun, you know, on the beach, holding hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are like, relationships are beautiful things. I'm not anti-relationship in any shape or form, but it's like, hey, you know, let's just start with a good first date and see what happens. Right. Let's be real about this. Yeah. It has to start. We have to start small and and see where it goes instead of approaching this whole relationship thing with the you know with the the wedding dress in mind mm-hmm. yeah I like that you pointed that out you yourself are single right now and you've gone through a couple of, of, of dates I'm sure how have you found these dates um 
in New York City specifically, and how has that been for you? Can you give us a little rundown on that, please? On being a single person in New York City, oh my God. (laughs) I'm somebody that has really um, come to dating with an open mind, and Mm -hmm. I've met met a lot of people. I've gone on a lot of dates, and I've learned. I mean, there really isn't anything I haven't seen, let's just put it that way. Um, what are you seeing? I mean, tell, tell, tell our listeners, what is it you're seeing? Yeah. I mean, oh geez, just like dating, um, you know, showing up on a date where the person looks nothing like, Mm -hmm. nothing like their pictures. Um, I once went on a date with someone who, um, knew the inner workings of 9-11 and Mm. why it was an inside Wow. That's a big Uh, uh, topic. (laughs) So either he's lying or he's deadly serious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just just being approached for things that I wasn't I wasn't really thinking uh, were part of the agenda mm. when I was text messaging somebody. But I, you know, I think that by and large, we talk a lot today about alienation and social media and mm-hmm. um, and how people are growing apart, but. Online dating is the only technology out there that's designed to bring us together in person. And as much as I can, you know, rail on dating, I don't because it's brought so much to my life. And Mm -hmm. it's funny, the other day, my daughter was babysitting um, Mm -hmm. a little boy in my apartment. And that little boy happened to be my ex-boyfriend's son. And I met him on Match eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. So all of these dates have really led me to different to different things have opened me up to different types of people and, and a lot of Mm -hmm. new friendships. So I would say I'm still pro dating. I'm still pro online dating, but I, I do Mm -hmm. think that you have to approach it in a particular way to get what, what one you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, how two people can benefit from it in a sense, but and we'll get to that, um, how to approach it. I want to just dive a little bit more specific on, um, you were um, mentioning, you know, again, that you've been on these kind of horrendous dates in a sense. Where have you been meeting them? Has it been all online? Is some in person? Like what essentially is a way that someone can meet someone in New York City? I think that 100% of the people that I meet, without exception, mm-hmm. would rather meet in person. And yet very few people okay. are, and that might be, you know, societal changes, iPhones, AirPods, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? And having kids a lot of times means I can't go to bars or I can't go to the singles things. So online dating has been the way that I meet men and I, it's really worked okay. for me. When I'm working with clients, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of singles events, to be honest, but I think when you're at a place that you love and you're having a great time, it's an automatic filter. So um, an example, I, I happen to love hip hop music festivals. And so Ooh, okay. any person that I would meet at a festival, we have something in common. Mm-hmm. Like we both have to right. it. We both had to drag ourselves to wherever place, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be in that environment. And so even if the person that I meet isn't single, like they might have a single mm-hmm. friend, you know, it might mm-hmm. end up being the brother of the aunt of the, you know, it's like, you don't know where these connections are going to go but when you're in your element you're you know you're showing up as your best self and the person that you're with automatically has so much in common with you and so I think in order to meet someone in real life um 
you have to have your eyes and ears available. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to be, you know, you have to be social and open and curious about other people. And and Mm -hmm. really, it's, I don't think it's much more complicated than that. Mm, I like that. Okay. And then do you mind my asking, how has it been being um, a a mom and date in the dating scene? I have friends who also have children. Like how, what has that experience been? It's twofold. I think let's start with the pluses. You've had kids. I've had kids. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not under, under any kind of time pressure in that regard. And so it allows me specifically to, to approach dating in a much more open way. I have less time. Um, mm-hmm. And so especially if I'm dating another single dad, oh my God, that's like the logistics alone can crush it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, that's a little tricky. I think that being a single parent makes you more cautious about getting mm-hmm. serious with somebody, about letting someone mm-hmm. into your life. It's a different set of standards. You know, if you're looking for somebody that will vibe with your kids, it's different. Mm-hmm. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of questions that are really hard to answer. And like, when should I introduce this guy to my kids? Yeah. Is it too early? Is it too late? Um, Yeah. So I think it just puts a different cadence on it, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily harder or easier. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. Um, And with that being said, what has been your biggest lesson you've learned about dating and love so far? given, you know, starting the matchmaking career and then creating your own business and and, and dating? Lessons learned. There are a lot of lessons, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the one that has spoken to me most recently and Mm -hmm. my experience is kind of coalescing around this lesson Mm -hmm. is to slow down and to listen to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote that I read the other day that really made me stop and think and, um, a quote by Emerson and it says what you do speak so loud that I cannot hear what you say so many times wanting the relationship wanting this wanting just to get this done mm-hmm. you know has meant that I go into a, a good first date it's a great first date man I really like this guy I really want it to work out I just want to get this shit done like mm-hmm. you know I've been dating for so long you know and so I press it and yeah. I press it and I want it to happen yeah. I want it to fit into a box. I want to call it my boyfriend. I want to post yep. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is that a lot of times it's like, I don't actually know this person because I haven't given it enough time to figure out if I, you know, if this person is right. Mm-hmm. And so many people in matchmaking, what I do, it's like, what kind of person do you want to meet? And it's always the same someone who's kind, someone who's patient, someone who's honest and loyal and funny and ambitious. Mm -hmm. You know, the list goes on and on. But Mm -hmm. how do you find those things out? You need to have time. Yeah. You need to have time to see how they're showing up, Mm -hmm. you know, how how they're reacting in different life situations. And it's so easy, you know, it's so easy to sit there in your bed at 1130 and say, oh, my God, I like you so much. You're so interesting. Have a long conversation. It's way harder to get <laughs> to move to move yourself, to make that restaurant reservation, to block time out of your calendar, to show up, mm-hmm. to follow up with a text message. If there's a problem to be there to help, like all that stuff is 
you know, actions, actions mm-hmm. speak so much louder than words, but in order to have actions, you have to give it time mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with the ambiguity of not knowing if this person is the right person. Okay. Because, you know, the other real lesson is that dating is not a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Dating is about human connection. Yeah. It's about learning about the other person, how they're making you feel what you're bringing to it, learning about your values and alignment, Mm -hmm. because you really can't want the relationship more than you want the other person. Mm -hmm. And this is a person that you're going to be spending a lot of time with, Mm. like a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so what better opportunity for us all is there than to use dating and time to really learn about what this connection means. Mm -hmm. So then that's that's great. What can one do to have that first great date and find out as I mean, you know, as much as possible about these criteria you mentioned. Um I know that's essentially not possible on a first date, but you know, just to kind of get it warmed up. The good first date is really the objective of a good first date is to see if there's enough there for a second date. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. This is not about finding the love of your life on a good first date, mm-hmm. because to my point, you can't really get to know somebody over a coffee. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest things is, oh, you know, over coffee, I just don't think that he's husband material, <laughs> you know, like after a first date, yeah. like, whoa. But, you know, in the context of online dating, which is where I, I feel really comfortable talking about, mm-hmm. online dating is a funny thing. Um, there is nothing else. There's nothing else like it in terms of how you present yourself. It's not like LinkedIn or Facebook, right? So mm-hmm. online dating starts with a profile that really speaks to who you are and speaks to who you want to speak to, mm-hmm. sort of let's call it your target audience. Right. So it really does, like the profile is super important. The text is actually really important. The pictures are really important. Right. And so a good first date starts with a good, pro, a really great profile. Mm, okay. And then after that, it's about swiping and and swiping on the right types of people. Mm-hmm. It's about texting and using texting efficiently, but mm-hmm. effectively so that you're really identifying someone who's going to take action because mm-hmm. it takes two to get on the first date. Right. And then the first date is, you know, a lot of people go in looking for that red flag. And I tell every client, I say, just go in looking for that green light. Like your job is to make that person feel so comfortable that they can show up as themselves mm-hmm. because you don't want to miss any, you don't want to miss somebody just because they're nervous or because, you know, they're trying to impress you or, you know, whatever it is, like really help that person show up. And if you see something there, then that's going to be enough for you to go on a second date. That first date should probably be about 45 minutes. Okay. You, you don't recommend longer or shorter? No, because well, shorter is kind of hard to pull off, mm-hmm. but longer. So the worst case scenario for somebody looking for a relationship is to have that beautiful first date that turns into a sleepover Hmm. and the next day is beautiful. And then you never hear from that person again. Right. Right. And, you know, for a certain type of person, having a sleepover means giving a lot of yourself to somebody who has no intention of seeing you again. Mm, Okay. So we're talking about actions versus words. Okay. I like that. So if you want someone who's going to show up and be consistent in an important part of your life, then you have to pace 
what you're giving to that person to be in step with how much time you spent together and how much, I mean, I don't want to say like how much they've proven to you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but how much they've proven to you, do they, are they, are they entitled to more of, more of you? And so that's why it's like the good first date really isn't, I have a blog about this. The good first date really isn't a date. Mm -hmm. It's really like, Hey, are we like, is there enough here? And then, you know, like getting ready for a second date is so fun Mm -hmm. because you know, this person is great. And, and it, and it, and it really just goes from there. But um, so then is the first date transactional then in a sense? I mean, what do you mean by transactional? Like it's, you know, getting to meet someone and, 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 and kind of hitting all these points and, and, and feelings mm. to, to make sure, you know, all right, then let's move on to a second date on both ends. Right. Yeah. I mean, the first, it's kind of like if you meet someone at a bar, mm-hmm. but it's not planned mm-hmm. and you kind of just talk and see if, see if you have fun. I mean, for, for me specifically, it's like, how do I feel? You know, if I spilled something on myself, would it have been like the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> or would it have been okay? My values yeah. in particular are, you know, an ability to have a conversation about same music. Like that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is did the person confirmed did they show up relatively on time? Mm-hmm. Were they amenable to picking something in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. So those are important things to me. I want to find out if that's there. And then when we're talking, I'm not, I never ask about past relationships. I don't care at this point. Like what happened between that person and that, and at that time is between them. I don't care. What I care about is how they're making me feel and how Mm -hmm. I'm showing up. Like, Mm -hmm. again, like, do I feel comfortable and happy? And, and that's enough for a second date. I mean, but you shouldn't even bring up past relationships on a first date. Am I correct, Ron? I mean, I haven't been in the dating scene. I'm married in a, in a long time, but it's like maybe, um, yeah, you know, I just got out of a five-year relationship or I was, you know, recently divorced. So that, yes, like obviously they need to know that, but they may already know that prior to sitting there with you. So no need to kind of dive deeper into those stories, correct? I agree a hundred percent. And you would be shocked at how many people just go there. Really? And sometimes people are, you know, ask, well, why are you still single? Which is so <laughs> yeah. awkward because both of you are single. What's the right answer to that? What's Don't talk about your past relationships. <laughs> and, and like, what is the upside? Okay. Consider two, consider two answers to your past relationships. The mm-hmm. first one. Oh, it was terrible. Um, you know, this person was really abusive and I, you know, it was just, a, it was a traumatic experience. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you were like, oh my gosh, this person is damaged and I feel sorry for them. Yeah. The second one was, oh, he was amazing. He was so great. Like we had this incredible loving relationship, but it, just, you know, it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly you're thinking, oh my God, <laughs> like, am I ever going to, me- am I ever going to measure up to this person? It's like, right. The way that we yeah. like, are you honest? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm honest. But when I was in this situation, I lied a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, what, what do you mean? Like, like people are as honest as they are in their relationships. Right. So like, I'm looking mm-hmm. for someone who's really honest. And then he said that in this past relationship, he lied. Oh, so, so then you're like, oh, well, he's probably a liar. Yeah, of course. Like, Red flag. 
but he was being honest with you that he lied. That's and, true. Like, you don't know what that person brought out in him. Mm, so it's, it's only to say like you need context like we need context in order to understand mm-hmm. people's deep history and so instead on a first date like let's just keep it light like let's keep it light mm-hmm. talk about cocktails talk about sports talk about how much we hate the subway like let's just talk about these light things and then see yeah. if there's a vibe and then you know we can get if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen like it's not there is no like expiration date, like time, like you don't have to rush it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing. It's like, again, coming back to actions, coming back to time, coming back to ambiguity. Like it's so hard for us to sit in this space where we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you kind of have mm-hmm. to be okay with that. Yeah. At least in the yeah. short term, you have to be okay with that in order for these things to develop and reveal themselves. I feel like some people, show up with wanting to present different versions of themselves for a first date versus being their actual self. Is that something you come across or am I just assuming? It's really hard to show up as yourself. A lot of times there's a lot of pressure on these dates because they're hard to line up. It's hard to find somebody to be excited about. It's hard to go Mm -hmm. in not being suspicious like, hey, this was too easy to set up. <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. this? And so, okay. and an authentic self is sometimes a hard thing to explain. And so mm-hmm. I think really, but yeah, definitely like go into the day. I think actually when you go into a date, just wanting it to be about the other person, it really mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. Like go in as a friendly investigative journalist mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, learn about that just be curious about the other person you know because the feeling's mutual like if you show up with a clipboard you know waiting for someone to say something wrong it's going to be really hard for the two of you to have a great conversation but if you go in you just like I just like really want to know I mean the funniest thing I went on a date the other day with someone Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really connection but talking about Mm -hmm. his story and he did like preservation work for disaster relief like for big mm. money anyways he yeah. um sorry this is an aside but he worked on like this nuclear there was like this nuclear facility that he had to do something with and like to do some wow. consulting around he had to take an mm. elevator a mile down into the earth to what? um to do this disaster management i was like a mile i didn't even know that was possible Hey, that was what I got out of the date was just that story. (laughs) (laughs) That's really really interesting. And so we had this great conversation around that. Like, what was that like? Whatever. You know, so the point being like, it's not about, again, it's not about getting what you want out of it. It's about like human connection and like learning someone else's story. And once you can really like get out of your own head and learn Mm -hmm. about someone else, it's a lot easier to just be yourself. Yeah. Yep, 100% agree with that. Now, if you had to describe the dating scene out there today, specifically in New York, like, how would you say it's like? I think for most people, it's pretty tough. And nobody seems to be 100%. No one even seems to be that happy with it. People complain that it's really transactional, that everyone has too many options, um, Mm -hmm. that nobody wants to commit you know it's just like I can't meet the right person or I'm doing something wrong I can't get a date there's like a lot of that I guess maybe that's by virtue of the fact that I'm a dating coach but yeah 
but I think it's, it's tough and it's easy. It's tough because there are a lot of people and it's easy because there are a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and- Oh, go ahead. No, no, you please. Oh yeah. No. So it's really about having an approach that works for you so that you feel in control of what's happening and you may not like the outcomes per se, but at least, you know, you know, what's going on. You don't feel helpless or mm-hmm. sort of, it's not a mystery. The dating process is mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so where, um, what are the good, like the things that are going right in maybe some of the people you've helped, you know, the stories of these successful dating um, first dates and, and so on relationships. What are they doing that is, um, you know, helping them find love? The first thing that people are learning is about communicating and that's specifically through online dating and texting. So Mm -hmm. it's learning to get out of the text vortex and onto an actual date. Mm -hmm. The second thing is showing up on the dates and, and, you know, um, seeing what happens going Mm -hmm. in with this mindset of being open and also knowing how to run the date so that you're not there forever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the post-date evaluation, it's like, well, how did it go? Do I want to see this person again? Mm-hmm. We're finding ways to discuss that so that even if the date didn't go well, the client mm-hmm. is learning something from the experience. Right. And so it might be, I wasn't able to pivot out of this bad discussion, this bad conversation. So how do I do that? Um, you know, or I noticed this thing and it reminds me of this other thing. So mm-hmm. we can explore that. and. The idea behind working with me is to have an unbiased, objective friend mm-hmm. that will help that will help you to navigate dating. And I don't I don't come to this with an agenda. I have zero agenda. If someone wants to go on a hundred dates, let's do it. If someone wants mm-hmm. to find their husband, okay, let's try. Mm-hmm. My journey has shown me that mistakes are they're not mistakes. Sometimes you have to go down a certain road to find out a certain thing, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you um, said online dating is something you're comfortable with, and um, I'm sure there's apps you've been using. What are the apps, your go-to apps, specifically for New York that are working for you, that are not working? Can, can you mention a few? The funny thing is that different profiles perform differently on different apps and I don't I don't really have an explanation for that but there are two two, there are two forms of apps broadly so there's the traditional mash.com okcupid Mm -hmm. it's a kind of like a long form app where you can really write Mm -hmm. a lot and Mm -hmm. when I spoke to the people at match they you know we talked about demographics and so like the sort of 35 40 plus population Mm -hmm. on those apps tends tends to be greater so for my clients that are you know in that bracket we we -hmm. will probably put a profile up there the other apps I would call them swiping apps so they're short form tinder being the what do they call it the gorilla or the elephant I can't remember I don't know yeah what is the one the the big the big guy in the room okay so tinder by far and away by far and away has the most people Mm, okay. And I actually, I mean, you know, it, it's been typecast as a as a hookup app. I love Tinder. Mm. I think that it's great. I think that its format mm. is really efficient. 
And so okay. in those apps, it's like you put a little blurb, you put pictures and you swipe. Hmm, and okay. Bumble is very similar. Bumble allows the women to text first. It puts a little bit of a time um, time pressure on things to happen. So there's a 24-hour window where you can text back so that people like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer player, um, the two newer ones are mm-hmm. Coffee Meets Bagel, which has mm-hmm. you know different features. It allows you to kind of limit the number of matches you get. So people actually like that limit. And okay. then the one that I really enjoy getting people on is Hinge. And Hinge was mm. recently acquired by Match Group. So I think mm. since then they've been able to really like hit the gas in terms of what they mm-hmm. offer. Um, so a lot of and the apps will like, mm-hmm. will like open with your age and what mm-hmm. you look like. And Hinge presents the profiles in a different way. So instead of it being like a horizontal, like left, right, it's a scroll. And so Mm -hmm. it starts with a profile and then it goes to like an answer to a question. And they were one of the first ones to um, present the profile as an answer to a question. So it was like, my simple pleasures are, my best travel story is, because Mm -hmm. like really writing about yourself is hard. And Mm -hmm. so then, you know, they have the questions and the answers and then, and then when you scroll down a couple of times, you see like your age and whatever if you drink, like whatever, they have these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So what it's pushing people to do is to just give these profiles a chance. Mm -hmm. And, and then when you have a conversation, you have to like something specifically. So it's like kind of springboarding the conversation a little bit and asking Mm -hmm. the user to just like take a second and and read what they have to say. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's been really great. But again, like sometimes profiles that don't do well there do awesome on Tinder. So there is no, there is no like a hundred percent, you know, people are like, Oh, the best quality people are here. No, they're not. Mm. Okay. (laughs) They're not like everyone is on every app. So it really is. How are you using the app? And then is there, so you, you said that every app, you have a different profile in every app um, because I'm sure they all have different formats, but does that include you having different photos within every app and then one of them performing higher versus another, or is it consistent across the board through all these apps for, for you and your clients? When we're working with clients, we create an app template, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So they will, they will give us pictures. We'll recommend pictures. We use Mm -hmm. a site called photo feeler to to rate pictures. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the photography is a really big deal. And we okay. also have a photographer on our team um, for that mm-hmm. first picture. It's really important. Mm-hmm. So the pictures and the, the order of the pictures is pretty much fixed. Mm. And the text. Is there a specific way to, you know, present yourself in a photo? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like basic stuff. It really has to look like you. Um, mm-hmm. One of my colleagues says, we need to be able to pick you out in a lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it has to be clear, you know, there, the first picture ideally has no sunglasses, no hat, mm-hmm. no one else in it, full body, or at least, you know, can see your face. So that's mm-hmm. important. And then the, the other pictures, backgrounds are super important. You know, you're telling a story, even if it's not explicitly, you're, you're telling the, the viewer what is my life like and what would it be like to date me? Mm-hmm. And so if your, your picture is like in the car, in the bathroom, in the subway, like 
that doesn't look like that much fun. <laughs> you know, okay. I feel somebody, I don't know, but that's like, yeah. Um, and then there's variety. There's sort of an aesthetic. So it's like inside, outside with people, not with people, cultural, mm-hmm. athletic. Like I try to, I try to have um, a good contrast too. And then mm-hmm. I like the last picture to be sort of funny or maybe a little bit more artsy or, you know, a little bit more like a lighter picture, but okay. the, the text goes with the pictures or the text mm-hmm. adds to the pictures, what the pictures can't say. Mm-hmm. And so together it's a package and a really great profile is one that the client loves. Mm-hmm. Like I almost don't care what the, the users think. I mean, I do a little bit, but <laughs> the, the client has to feel really great about the profile. Having said right. that, this is a dynamic process. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what people are thinking. So mm-hmm. if the profile isn't performing, then let's change it and experiment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do that. You know, it's um, we have to be responsive and we have to come to this. We have to come to online dating with a sense of like, okay, I don't know. So let's find out and let's be open. And for that reason, it's it's really important to use it. Like I think um, Tinder had written something about utilization, like we reward engagement. And so it's important for the, for the client to be engaged and we can't get feedback unless, unless they're engaged and we're monitoring it. Mm, okay. Now me not really knowing the landscapes of apps, um, the inside of them, does the profile show your full name? And I'm only asking this in the sense, because you know, you're talking about creating um, online dating profiles and and um, there's a lot of information that goes into these. And I'm assuming the more you put into it, the more likely you're, you're going to have like conversation starters with people and connect. But um, on the whole name part is like, it's almost like your social media profile. You, you kind of have yourself out there in the world and you know post every day and show photos and it's almost like an online dating app how does that correlate with online dating like social media and sliding into dms and and stuff like that is that something that ever happens in the online dating world and so far as full names and you know privacy you can Mm -hmm. really you can set that however you want so some people put their full Mm -hmm. names and they're where they work and where they went to school so you can google them in a second other people's other mm-hmm. people don't. Mm-hmm. In terms of social media, I know that Facebook has a dating app now built within it, and a lot of people mm-hmm. meet other people on Instagram. I mean, yeah, but, you know, one of the concepts that uh, Michelle McSweeney, she's the language specialist on my team, she talks a lot oh. about grounding and warranting, and there's pretty similar topics. So, what it means is to establish trust and to establish trust that the other person is real that their pictures are mm-hmm. real, that they're being honest. Mm-hmm. And one way that we do that, mm-hmm. and the apps have this option of linking your Instagram to your dating mm-hmm. app. And mm-hmm. I always encourage people to do that because what it does is says to the user on the other side, you know, I've selected six pictures to represent myself, but here are a bunch of other pictures that either are of me or of things that I mm-hmm. find interesting. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you're just creating a fuller, you know, profile. Right. No, hundred percent. It could either be an advantage or disadvantage in a sense, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you go on a first date and you start moving forward, all that will come into play anyhow. 
I want to play a little game, and it's it's going to be a true or false game. Questions about New York Mm -hmm. dating, and and you can either agree or disagree with them. Um, These are things I found online that kept you know being reoccurring themes. And um, okay, so let me know what your thoughts are. Gossip Nista here. I'm not sure if you heard the announcement in last week's episode, but my husband and I, who had a destination wedding in New York City before actually moving to it, got published in a magazine called Destination I Do, highlighting our big wedding day. Currently, we're featured in their spring issue, and you can pick a copy up at a Barnes & Nobles near you. If you've ever dreamt about having a New York City wedding, possibly getting published, or have any questions regarding a wedding in the city, email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. You can also follow along at Gossipnista Podcast to see photos and hear all news first. Thank you so much for listening. Now back to the show. The first question being, New York is a men's market. It's a market with the highest fraction of women to men. So again, super competitive. That's a true statement in terms of like demographics and statistics. There is a book I love called Datanomics that actually mm-hmm. charts that out. Okay. But look, you're never going to be, I mean, competitive, like this is not a competition. And so you're never going to be the best mm-hmm. looking and you're never going to be the wealthiest or most mm-hmm. successful. You know, it just like, it isn't possible. And, and mm-hmm. that type of, you know, love, finding love is incredibly demographic, I'm sorry, democratic, like, even the most beautiful Hollywood stars, whatever, haven't found love, right? So if they can't, like, you know. Yeah. So, but seeing this as a competition is you're going to lose. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Uh, next question is uh, New Yorkers are too focused on their careers to, you know, settle down. I mean, people are here to achieve a level of success and it costs a lot of money to live here. So you have to be working hard. Mm-hmm. Are they working too hard to settle down? I guess, I guess, what does it mean to be solely focused on not settling down? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you're a person who wants to find a relationship and you work really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're going to need to find somebody who is okay with that and supportive of it and really, really okay. admires you for it. Do you it. find that? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, let's say you're someone who's relationship oriented and you are dating someone who is saying to you, that is not what I'm looking for right now. Mm-hmm. They are telling you the truth. <laughs> so yeah. you're not going to go in yeah. there and like change their mind. I mean, look, it, it happens. But I would say by and large, yeah. if someone is like, this is not this is not what I want right now. That's a real thing. That's true. Mm-hmm. And does that happen a lot in New York City? Yeah. But there are also people mm-hmm. getting engaged every day here. So again, mm-hmm. the statistics are not that important. Like it's if it's going to happen to you, it's a hundred percent. If it's not happening, it's zero. Like that's all you have to worry about. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Last question is sure halts. Dating people in other boroughs is considered long distance in New York. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm bad with that. I. <laughs> I think just I think good logistics are so important in this city. But look, well, I guess love conquers all, right? If someone right. is really great, you'll make the you'll make the effort. People's schedules are different. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many ways to stay in touch. Uh, but yeah, for me, that's a deal breaker. But for other people, it's just it's fine. It so that's matter. a truth, like in a sense. Um, 
just depending case by case. Yeah. For me, it's true. For my friend, it's not true. It's false. Okay. That just depends. Okay. Yeah. And so just to define again, boroughs and um, mm-hmm. long distance, it's, it's like, you know, there's a Manhattan borough, then there's Brooklyn, there's Queens, there's Staten Island, the Bronx. What am I missing? I think that's it, right? Yeah. And and so generally, if you're in Manhattan, you, you want to stay within Manhattan and date someone in Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan itself is a 14-mile stretch. So then if you're going... You know, so you see the logistics here, but I mean, I, as someone coming from California and who, if I'm late dating long distance, it's like, I literally have to drive in my car to get somewhere. Right. And uh, that means uh, my hands are not free. I'm not able to drink. I'm not able to do much. Like I find it so much more of an easier thing to do in New York than anywhere else in, in the world and not, not the world, but the U S is with that not would you not agree with that it's i it's you know it's about flow actually mm-hmm. so if you're going if if you're good like if if my my radius is 1 mile and i'm meeting people that i like then mm-hmm. i'm good right if my radius is 1 mile and i'm going on one date a year then i got to open it up there we go <laughs> yes yes yeah, yeah. okay so it just it just depends uh-huh. but look like i've got two kids and work so for me to carve out 45 minutes just to get somewhere Mm -hmm. like that person, it just puts a lot of, it just puts a lot of pressure on what that date has to be. Yes. Um, But again, like this is really particular to me. Mm -hmm. I have like, just for the record, I have dated people that live far away. So Mm -hmm. it's it's not that, you know, it's not that whatever I have anything against like $30 Uber Brooklyn, but right. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really personal. There you go. Again, all case due to, you know, just logistics, particularly to New York guys. All right. Well, thank you for sharing all that other knowledge with us, Grace. Now I know it is February, the month of love, and I'd kind of love to discuss some Valentine's Day things and, and, you know, how Valentine's is in New York. So, um, are you, are you down for that? Yeah, definitely. Valentine's Day is a celebration of love. Mm -hmm. And I love love. So let's do it. Yes, we love love. Love is good. Um, (laughs) All right. So I'm gonna uh, the first question is, what's New York like on Valentine's Day? Just an overall general scope and energy of it. New York is an intense place for any holiday. And Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. is absolutely no different. I was I mean it you know I was walking by a restaurant um next to my apartment and it you know decked out with mm-hmm. with Valentine's Day lights which I didn't know they had mm-hmm. and um okay. they, <laughs> they were arranged in a heart shaped fashion but I would not be surprised if there was um many options on Amazon for heart shaped anything right. Uh, this time of year. And I think it's, it's intense. um, And people are very aware of, you know, Valentine's Day with the specials and you and your girlfriends might be talking about either what you're going to do, what you expect, um, how big the bouquet should be. And (laughs) uh, yeah, so love is definitely in the air. There's definitely a little bit of anxiety and anticipation amongst single people I think it's mm-hmm. one of those holidays maybe even worse than say New Year's Eve mm-hmm. um that you know sometimes those those events can be difficult so 
on both sides. Uh, I think on and for couples, there's probably a lot of pressure too for for the guy for the most part to come up with an amazing plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's the New York V Day for you. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, definitely、um, sounds like a lot going on. Maybe a lot of pressure. Do Do you feel maybe you know Valentine's Day in general and more so in New York is just over glamorized? I mean, ultimately, I don't think anyone is celebrating. I don't even know the origin Saint Valentine.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think you know without sounding. Like a hater or whatever. I mean, it is kind of a made-up holiday,、mm-hmm. and, and that's cool. I mean, I remember celebrating Valentine's Day in grade school、mm-hmm. with your shoebox and a little,、uh, you know, a little card carved out. Yeah, you know,、mm-hmm. the candy hearts and stuff. So, so it's totally fun, and there are a lot of nice memories rooted in Valentine's Day. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 a little contrived. If I'm going to be、mm-hmm. totally honest. Yeah, no, agreed, and I definitely like the childhood memories of the cards and passing them around. That was cool.、Um, okay, so question number two, Grace. You know, if someone is single out in the dating scene in New York City, how can one possibly get a Valentine's Day? Schedule their date for Valentine's. You know, just any tips and tricks on that end. Yes, so you can you can、um, scheme your way into a Valentine's Day date. <laughs> no, I I don't mean to use the word scheme.、Yeah. So if you're on the dating apps, I think you know Valentine's Day this day falls on a Friday.、Mm-hmm. So start chatting with someone that you think is cute or you're interested in, maybe on that Sunday,、mm-hmm. and you can kind of tee it up for the Friday. By asking, maybe perhaps not alluding to Valentine's Day, so there's a little bit of a oh, what are you doing Friday? And then、mm-hmm. oh, it's not it's Valentine's Day. What a surprise! Yeah, I've done that once, and、um, once it was set up, he said, oh, I didn't realize it was Valentine's Day,、mm. which I replied, well, it's too late. Yeah, you already promised to take me out. So、right. I mean, so I'm sure he was happy. I'm sure he he knew it, and he was just <laughs> he was so happy. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I mean, you can tee it up as you mentioned. Just, just, just open a conversation.、Um, okay, so you know, since you you are literally、um, the definition of a good first date, what would you say a good first date of on Valentine's Day is? Well, it depends on your your、um, relationship status. So、mm-hmm. let's say it's a it's a it's a first date. I always think first dates are are kind of like. Flirty first meetings,、mm-hmm. and usually I recommend that that first date is at a place that you feel comfortable at.、Um, usually something that falls before your evening plans, just in case it doesn't work out.、Mm-hmm. And I usually recommend that that first date is, you know, two drink max, just to give yourself an idea of the person, and then a chance to really step away and see what the follow up is like between the two of you.、Mm-hmm. Um, So so yeah, I don't know if the first date、uh, scenario changes so much with Valentine's Day, but、mm-hmm. you know perhaps it's more celebra- celebratory,、mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of nice to have that to look forward to, even if it isn't you know an established relationship or or you know a fifth date or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So would you like recommend making it like a shorter day,、uh, just a informal date?、Um, you know, just Again, just drinks and getting to know them and goodbye. Like, I mean, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out 
more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, it's a, it's a first date. So some of my guidelines are pretty much the same, whether it's Valentine's day or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a first date should be something that you look forward to, but isn't going to totally screw up your schedule because sometimes they don't go well. And, mm-hmm. and by not well, I mean, they're, there's not that romantic connection or, mm-hmm. or your spark. So this is, this is sort of about self-preservation in especially online dating when you really put yourself out for a lot of these first dates and it gets exhausting. And the idea around my recommendations is really just to give yourself um, a chance to meet someone at, without it making you feel bad. Because every time we go on a, a first date and it doesn't work out, but we really put ourselves out for it or we spend four hours and never hear from, from the other person again. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a little bit out of a person. And, yeah. you know, we want to avoid a, a hardened heart and all of this. Of course, I agree with that. And so with that noted, if you do go on a date on Valentine's Day and it's fairly new or say it is a first date, there shouldn't be that much expectations, right? Like like, like you mentioned earlier, the big bouquet of roses and so on and all these things. You know, um, high expectations, low bar. Wait, <laughs> high bar, low expectations. <laughs> okay. If I walk into a date, and, you know, it's just not there. It's not going to be there. I, I still want to have a good conversation and learn about them. And really, a lot of my relationships have stemmed from meeting guys that maybe didn't work out. But life can be long. And I think every connection happens for a reason. So mm-hmm. the person across from you is not a conduit to marriage. The person across from you is a human being. And mm-hmm you have an opportunity to to meet somebody new. So I always say, just be open and make the most of it. Right. And just either they're temporarily playing a part in, you know, the movie of your life, or they could be playing a permanent part in it. So I mean, just take it for that and, you know, absorb all you can. It's a learning experience, whether it goes good or not. Yes. And you might not even say it's a, le- a learning experience. Um it's human connection. It is a relationship. You have mm-hmm. formed a relationship with this person by agreeing to meet with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, like all about, we're all about connections, you know? And, and so really, if both people could, in every case, make an effort to make each other feel comfortable and good and, and listened to and understood, then what what could be nicer? You know, I think... Online dating is definitely the only technology that we use today to bring two people together in person. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's great. And, um, you know, I guess the caveat to this is part of setting up a good first date is really knowing how to communicate mm-hmm. before the date so that, you know, you have something in common. So, you know, the person is on the same page in terms of expectations. And I do a lot of work with clients to make sure that the texting they do prior to the date is, is useful. You know, mm-hmm. it serves a purpose. It's not just to, I don't know, exchange pleasantries and, and gun for the date. You don't want to gun for the date unless there's something there. And mm-hmm. that's what texting is all about. Love it. Okay. Overall, just spread good energy and love, you know, that's totally. the yeah. Okay. So um, if you don't have a date, if you are single, which is 
200% okay. You know, there's um, a made up expression in mainstream media called Galentine's Day, where you and your girlfriends go out and hang out. Do you have any recommendations on that? Do you, do you even advise something like that? What's your perspective? There is no reason to ever feel embarrassed or sheepish or sad about being single. I mean, we mm-hmm. do feel sad sometimes. And and Valentine's right. Day is no exception, but it's harder. And, you know, bottom line is do what makes you feel good. And maybe being surrounded by your friends, having fun, that mm-hmm. sounds pretty awesome. So why not? Um, if you feel like hiding your head under a pillow and eating chocolate, then do that. There's no huh. right way. There's no right way to celebrate this holiday in particular. And 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 do remember that it. Again, I don't want to be a naysayer, but do remember it's kind of a made-up holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're not feeling it, if you're not celebrating it, that's okay. You know, people all over the world don't celebrate Valentine's Day, and. Mm-hmm. You know, the other way to think about it, it it is about love and it's about affection. So you can call your mom or pet your dog. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just you can you can spread the word yourself. You don't just have to be waiting for somebody to shower you with love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Now, um, I think I may have asked all the questions I have on here, Grace. Am am I leaving anything out? Well, I, I think you're asking the questions that are that are core to, to, you know, how do we, how do we navigate being single in a world that expects us to be coupled? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is the narrative around being single? And right now the narrative around being single is you're on your way to finding somebody and you'll only be a fulfilled, complete person until you find, until you find your partner. And I dis- I disagree with that. I think Mm-hmm. That it's important for single people to really understand what it means to be single, what under you know to take advantage of the choice and the freedom that we have. And a lot of the work I do with clients is really helping them to explore and to make the most out of being single and to make the most out of, of dating. And finding somebody that you love is is so great. It's such a it's such a great feeling, and it's important. But and so yeah, just I guess I guess what I'm saying is if Valentine's Day is getting you down, that's totally normal. I get down sometimes too, but it's not the end of the world and get through it and celebrate it however makes you feel best. Yeah, and stay happy because you're you're only a good first date away to, you know, whether it's on Valentine's Day. Yes. All it takes, all it takes is a good first date to bounce back 100%. So Grace, thank you for all this insight. I guess one of my last questions is, um, what advice do you give to someone who is new to the city, just in general, um, and then dating related? New York City is a place that you come to experience something different. It may not be for your whole life. It may usually is a very specific and special part of your, your life. and. I would encourage anyone new to really embrace it and to be open to meeting lots of different types of people, to trying new things. There will never be another place that has so much to offer. And it can be a really can be a really frustrating place to live too. And so just to like try not to let it get you down and to find your people, to find your community. So I think 
that's the challenge and also and also really just to if you're here to make it work for your career like just do it you know like don't just really go for it um and in terms of dating like let's say someone is new to to new york and they want to date i would say i would say work with us like if you're going to do it do it right have a really great profile be selective about who you date figure out how to do it so that you're not here banging your head against a wall, you know, month after month without really knowing what, what's happening. And it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to take on. So let us help you do it right. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, so please, uh, Grace, tell everyone where they can connect with you and, you know, get your help and also follow you on social and all that good stuff. I love talking about dating, regardless of whether you are interested in working with a dating coach. All of, mm-hmm. all of my first calls are totally free. Um, and it's really anyone's opportunity to just ask for my advice. So I really welcome that. Mm-hmm. You can find me on a good first date. Um, it's the web address. It's my social, and you can contact me and schedule a consultation through through that. So, definitely, if you want me to decipher a text message or to get some advice on how to get back out there, then reach out. Let's chat. I, I really love hearing people's stories, and I think that I can. I think that I can help. Y'all can benefit from a lot of mistakes that I've made. Love that. You made it so easy for people to reach out to you, not the mistakes, you know, you've made, but, uh, you know, how you can help them. I love that. All right, guys. So you know where to find Grace. She is so much fun and approachable. Thank you so much for your time and knowledge, Grace. We will talk soon. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at GossipMista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.